A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful word that comes to us from God. In his reflection for the second Sunday in Ordinary Time, Father focuses on the psalm, Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. We often, I imagine, most times don't pay much attention to the responsorial psalm, because many of were extremely beautiful. But the one today probably ranks in the top three most powerful responsorial psalms in all of Scripture. Here am I, Lord. I come to do your will. It's a powerful line, and I'm guessing that if I were to ask every one of you, how many of you want to do God's will, you'd all raise your hand and say, of course I want to do God's will. Until he actually reveals it. And we're not so sure. And one of the things that people always talk about in the spiritual journey is they want to do God's will, but one of the big complaints is that I don't know what God's will is. And a lot of times I simply ask them, have you asked God? Some of us look at me like, huh? So it's also a good first step. Ask God. Talk to him. But even those who ask God will complain, he doesn't give me an answer. The number one reason why people do not know what God's will is, is they won't do it once it's revealed. God gives us little nudges once in a while, but he's not going to waste his breath telling us what he wants if we refuse to listen. We'll only really truly know God's will on two things. We're open to hearing it, and we're willing to do it. You might be thinking, of course if God told me to do it, I'd be willing to listen. Of course, I want to do God's will in all things. Well, first off, you're a bunch of liars, because if you want to do God's will in all things, all of you would be non-sinners. So apparently there are times that you don't want to do God's will. But even in bigger things, we struggle with it, because God's will is never easy to follow. His will is such that we're always being challenged to be a little bit greater become a little bit more. As we hear in the second reading, St. Paul said, through our baptism we are called to be holy. Everything God asks of us is always going to draw us into a greater state of holiness. Something a little bit better. You think, well, I want to be better. Well, let me ask you, Jesus walked up to you and said the same words that he said to the rich man. He was a very good man. Remember the story of the rich man? Not the Lazarus guy. The other one. Young man walks up to Jesus and says, What must I do to gain eternal life? Basically saying, Lord, what is your will for me? And Jesus says, Follow the commandments. Love God above all things. Don't take the name in vain out of the Sabbath. Obey your parents. Don't murder. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. And the young man would not says to Jesus, I do all these things. And what was Jesus' will for him? He came to him saying, I want to do God's will. Jesus says, my will is this, sell all you have and follow me. 
What did the man do? Walked away. Walked away. Because he wanted to follow God's will until God's will countered his own. And then it became a struggle, an issue, a challenge. It became something that he really didn't want to follow. Because it asked something of him that he didn't want to give up. We have to ask ourselves always, God, what is your will? But we need to be willing to accept what he's going to tell us. And that can be very difficult at times. Because God doesn't give us easy things to do. And it's so easy to convince ourselves we're doing God's will because we might be doing something good. This is one of the great fallacies of the human race. We think just because it's a good thing, it's the God thing. It's absolutely true that everything God wills is good. But it's also absolutely true that everything that we do is good is not God's will. You may be thinking, how is that possible? Well, for example, young man says, oh, I want to be a priest. I'm going to enter the seminary. So he enters the seminary. Did he ask God? No, because he thought it was a good thing. Is it a good thing for a young man to join the seminary? Absolutely, unless it's not what God wants him to do. Maybe God's will for him was that he instead gets married and has 26 kids. Okay, maybe not that many, but however many it is. And this actually happened. We had a young man, best, my best friend in seminary. Wonderful kid. Seminary level. He was like the poster child of seminarians. Which is amazing. He was my friend because I was like the anti-poster child of seminary. But anyway, everyone thought he was going to be an awesome priest. He was in the seminary for four years. And he meets a young lady, very attractive, very faithful. And they end up starting to kind of form a relationship. Who drops out of seminary? And everyone's thinking, I can't believe this happened. They were mad at him, they were mad at the girl, they were mad at the teacher whose daughter it was. Everybody was ticked off. But know where he is right now? He's still married to this young lady, working on their seventh child. They're extremely faithful, they practice their faith, and they're a wonderful example of marital love. And that's what God asked of him. We have to always be recognizing that God's going to take his place and said it's not best for just us, but it's best for all. For his plan. For what he knows to be. Somebody might be thinking, well, you know what? I'm going to join the choir. That's a good thing, right? It's just ask the choir. It's a good thing we need some more people because they're all like all 170 years old. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, it'd be nice to have some fresh blood in the choir. But it's not a good thing. It might not be God's will if you sing like a banshee. Or you sing like Father Thomas. I mean, imagine me joining the choir, they'd all quit. But flip it around. Maybe somebody who can't sing very well says, I want to join the choir. And everybody says, you shouldn't join the choir because you can't sing very well. You might as well join Father Thomas' choir. And God says, my will is for you to join the choir because by you doing so, you might give the courage to somebody else who can sing well to join the choir. You see how it all works? God knows what is best. And we would know too if we simply ask Him and are willing to follow that. But sometimes we get so caught up in ourselves in what we want, thinking this is the best path, we totally ignore what God wants for us. We all said we want to do God's will. What if God walked into you right now and said, I want you to get 50% of all you have in the church? How many of you would raise your hand and say, I'd be happy to do it? I didn't see any hands going up. You think God would never ask that of me? 
Oh, really? You walk up to Abraham, who was 90 years old, and says, Abraham, I want you to get your wife, who was 80 years old, and I want you to pack it up, go live in a land that you know nothing about, form a nation. Well, by the way, in about 12 years, I want you to kill your kid. He goes to Moses. And Moses was not a good speaker. In fact, Moses was kind of a number of us in very many ways. He said, Moses, I want you to lead thousands thousands of your fellow countrymen out into the desert. You have no idea where you're going. Being chased by a ravaging madman Pharaoh and his army. But take care of them. Our reading first reading today, Isaiah. He tells Isaiah, I want you to go into a land where people are going to hate you. But speak my word to them. Go before the kings and confess the truth. You know how Isaiah's life ended? Tradition has it he was cut in half by Saul. By a king that he was willing to go before confess the truth. God challenges us to do things. We're thinking he would never ask that of me. God always asks things of us that we might not expect. Because we don't know his mind, but he knows ours. Maybe there's a job opportunity coming up, and you're thinking, it's an opportunity to make more money, and I can send my kid to a Catholic school that I can't afford to do right now. And God says, I don't want you to take the job, because maybe your child in that public school is going to be the incentive for somebody else to join the faith. Or maybe that job is going to really make you a little bit too greedy, and you're going to fall away from the faith. Are we truly willing to listen to God's will in our life? And most of the time, the answer is no. Let's face it, folks. We don't like to give things up that we like. We're human. We're weak. We fail to realize when God asks something of us, He'll always give us the grace to not only meet the challenge, but to rise above it. But that does not mean we're always going to be happy in the midst of it. Even Jesus, the Son of God, didn't want to do the will of the Father. He was scared to pick up the cross and walk Calvary. But ultimately he said, if this is your will, Father, so I will do it. I imagine Mary was probably too pleased to find out that she got pregnant and she couldn't even tell anybody who she got pregnant by because who was going to believe her? Oh, by the way, everybody, I got pregnant from God. Oh, yeah, I have to buy that one. But she accepted it anyways. Joseph, go to the land of Egypt, a bunch of pagans you know nothing about. Peter, leave my church. Andrew, James, Thomas, give up your family, your wives, your children, whatever else you have, and come and be with me for three years, solely with me. He'll ask things of us they are going to push our faith. I'm going to push our hope and I'm going to push our love. And he's not doing it to push us around. He's doing it to guide us in the ways of goodness, to make us better. Our first reading today from Isaiah is a powerful reading. He says to Isaiah, you were called to be my servant, to lead the people of Israel back to me. And the end of Isaiah, but it is not enough for you to do that. You will be a light to the nations and you will guide all nations to me. That was his will for Isaiah. Isaiah preaching to just his people was good, but he wanted Isaiah to be something more than that. And 
God wants us to be something more. Until we're willing to open ourselves up to what God is asking of us, we're never going to truly understand His will. And if we don't know His will, we can't follow it. If you're going to say these words, Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will, you darn well better be prepared for what's going to come your way. Because it's not always going to be easy. It will always, however, be blessed. God expects more from us as He knows that we can give more. It's a remarkable thing. Every day, in fact, every day we probably do. How many of us pray the Our Father every day? You don't have to raise your hand, but many of us do. It's a beautiful prayer. It should be said at least once every day, regardless of whether you do the rosary or mass or whatever. At least once a day you should pray the Our Father. Simply because it speaks to the very thing I'm talking about. Our Father, Lord, in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It's a prayer. You know what comes right after that? Give us this day our daily bread so that we have the grace to follow your will. Because it's not going to be easy. And we're going to fight it. If you ever pray to God, God, what is your will for me? And he comes across something and it sounds like, Oh, I want you to do this, and you jump up and down and say, Oh, I can do that, that's going to be awesome. More than likely, that's not God. As your heart gets close to Him, you start to understand His will a little bit more, to be more willing to embrace it, but that doesn't mean you're going to be more willing to like it. The beauty of God's will oftentimes is not revealed until after we do it. Even the apostles, when they're following Jesus, said, Jesus, we've given up everything. What's going to be our reward? We don't know what's going on. He's not going to give us all the answers. He will give us all the solutions. There's a big difference. Here am I, Lord. I come to do your will. It's a powerful, powerful prayer. But if you mean it, you better be willing to accept it. If you truly are willing to accept it, get ready. Because Jesus is going to take you places that you never imagined.